Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, August the 28th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are rapping about burnout and boundaries. And this can be for, honestly, anything in your life. It can be something that you really love. It can be something you're passionate about. It can be about your job. Um maybe even some of your relationships, who knows, but it happens to the best of us. And we're going to walk through in detail and connect the dots on how it affects us. And we have navigated it. And what I've seen here over the past 15 ish years of just working with people and kind of seeing it from all sides of the fence. But before we jump into all of that, quick reminder, our 34 day abs and core challenge is kicking off here and how many days I got left? 14 days and 11 hours from right now. So again, I've talked about it on here before. It's 34 days, 34 different workouts for you guys. There's over 100 different exercise variations inside. So I promise you there's going to be things in there that you've never seen before. And it's not just laying on your back doing crunches and setups. It's not really what core training is. And so we're going to kind of uncover a lot of the things that I personally do and how I integrate it into my life. Because Full disclaimer, I hate uh, direct ab training. It's just, it burns. It's it's not fun. It's just not a, who enjoys just doing crunches for like, you know, five straight minutes. It's just a painful, awful process. So we're doing it in a way where it's fun. There's a lot of movement in there. It's going to challenge you guys. If you want to check it out, jeremyscuffitness.app slash challenge. You can join for just a buck. If you're already in the app, you can do it for free. And again, we are giving away uh, a free uh, airfare to Scottsdale. You can come out, meet us here, work out, uh, obviously, in the gym with us and train, meet our our community and our team. And we'll also put you up at the Savannah Wellness Resort and Spa, free two-night stay. The place is beautiful. It's amazing. It's just north of uh, my facility here. You're kind of tucked back there in the mountains, and uh, they hook you guys up, and then they'll they'll make it a great weekend. It's a very relaxing, but also active place, depending on, you know, kind of what you're into. Uh, Stayed there a handful of times. It's great. And uh, that's our gift to you guys just for being a little bit more fit. So if you want to check it out, link is in the show notes. Again, 34 days, 34 workouts. We start September the 12th. So you have 14 days from right now to get down, bring a buddy, have fun. And again, we're going to do weekly prizes for everybody inside of there as well. So you might win a free you know, months worth of athletic greens, maybe some beam uh, CBD, maybe a couple hats, some shirts from us, some Kellen Fire bone broth, uh, you name it, we're shipping it out to you guys. So check it out, jeremyscuffinness.app slash challenge. You can join for a buck today. Also real quick, we're brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. The one thing I take every single day and I never miss, athleticgreens.com slash jeremyscott will give you a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you take 14 pills right now, you can probably throw most of them away and just take this. It's an easy kind of one-stop shop. There's probiotics in there, digestive enzymes as well, and it's the antioxidant equivalent to eating 10, 12 servings of fruits and veggies. So if you find yourself not eating 10, 12 servings of fruits and veggies, my hand is even raised right now. That's why I put this in. I still eat real food as much as I can, but I cover the gaps in my nutrition with this. It's the best tasting greens on the planet. Don't believe me? Send me a message. Don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Don't be a weirdo. I'm saying it because I want to help you. Hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it for free. See if you like it. You will. And if you do, then I will hook you guys up with the free stuff from there. But if you want to try it before you buy it, this is your chance. Anybody else doing that? No, but we're fucking crazy here and I want to help you. So hit me up. I'll get it to you. Otherwise, check it out in the show notes. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you the free stuff today. 
Last but not least here, I'm just going to run over our friends over at BMCBD, bmtlc.com. The code is Jeremy Scott to get you 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. My nightly CBD sleep aid is their dream product. It does not make you groggy. It's not habit forming. You don't get addicted to it. There's no THC in it. You won't get high. It just helps you get to sleep and more importantly, stay asleep. And I take it probably uh, like five nights a week. Um, I don't take it every night. Some nights I stay up late. Like last night I was up till like 930. So that's pretty wild for me. Uh, But most nights it does kind of knock me out and then I wake up feeling refreshed ready to kick ass. So if you want to check it out, beamtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott to save yourself a bunch of money. They also have a ton of uh, oils and salves and stuff in there and balms for your body if you guys are CBD fans and you like the natural route. But if you want to try it for free, again, same deal. Don't be scared. Hit me up. We'll send you a couple nights worth. I think we have the dark chocolate and cinnamon flavor here in-house. It's great to take before bed. It kind of keeps you from eating garbage. It's a nice little sweet treat and it puts you to sleep. So message us. I'll get you the free samples today. Everything else is in the show notes for you guys. Our sponsors over at Dry Farms Wines. Um, JLab Pro. Right now we got a ton of stuff going on there. If you're in the newsletter, you guys are going to see sales all week. And then obviously sleeves sold separately where I get my joggers and hoodies. And last but not least, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. All those are in the show notes. All the discounts are in the show notes. You guys hit me up if you want any samples. If I have stuff here, I'm happy to get it to you. And I'll always get you guys a deal better here than you could get on your own in terms of the products that we use. It's what we do with all our trusted partners. I don't do anything where I'm not going to save you guys some money and get you the best products humanly possible. So that's that. So we are rapping here about burnout and boundaries. And I was thinking of another B to add, but maybe I'll just leave that. <laughs> you already were saying it before we started and they were inappropriate sometimes heather doesn't like my inappropriate additions to the podcast so this was her idea so i'm just gonna like i'll just roll with it but heather, welcome heather back everybody <laughs> welcome heather thank you so it's been, it's been a while what like over a month yeah i've been gone every weekend for the past five weeks or four four weeks five um, you you were gone some you were gone a whole week like mm-hmm. a real legit, like Monday to Friday or Monday, even mm-hmm. long. Was it Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Cause it was raining out and well, your flight was delayed. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been gone. What have you been doing? <laughs> Just work travel, but also squeezing in some fun trips. And it's been definitely a great year, but it's been demanding and exciting and exhausting and all the things. So we'll definitely talk about my own um, experiences this year and hopefully you'll find this episode helpful and just kind of all dive into what I've been experiencing and dealing with and um, yeah just kind of share what's been going on. Since you do this now obviously you didn't travel for work for the better part of two years. I had one work trip in 2021. (laughs) Was it Austin? Dallas. Dallas. Mm -hmm. So and we've talked about this before, but just for people, and I've said this for a long time, I have the, the utmost empathy for people. Obviously, we're talking about work stuff in here, schedules, but those of you who travel for work, what a murder show that has to be. It hasn't been fun with uh, the amount of delays, the flights changing all the time, the flight times, and just the scheduling or the, what I've realized this year is so so much of it's short-term planning. And so if I have like an internal meeting, it's um, 
you know, in the past you would have maybe like six months or even four months notice. And now sometimes it's a couple months notice um, just because of the, our industry is one of the last to recover. And so it's, um, and then the demand is back in full force. So it's been interesting and just trying to stay on top of it all. But it's, it's been kind of crazy. <laughs> well, and just from like a, a health standpoint, it's I have been stressful and it's definitely, uh, difficult to stay healthy for me to get into my, to be out of my routine is something that I just don't like. <laughs> well, cause you watch it, right? Like you see, I only do it now if I agree to do something and it's, it's basically always on my terms. Like when I want to go where I'm right. going, how I want to do it. It wasn't always that way. But, you know, like for you, like sometimes you have to go to these places and you're stuck in airports. Sometimes the schedule gets thrown off. You're stuck in a hotel. Or and a client cancels a meeting and then you're like, okay, now what do I do? Or let's try to change my flight to get back home because I just want to be home. Don't get me wrong. Not complaining. Super excited to be back in person for meetings and events and um, conferences and just being with coworkers and also getting to go to beautiful destinations. Like those are all the fun perks of it. But then there's also the flip side, the negative. (laughs) Well, and you'd like to, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure. Like it's all together because we didn't do anything for so long. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody's jam-packed together and we're doing stuff. And I just mean like from, obviously I've been traveling this summer too. Like some of the trips we took together, some of them are separate. Watching the behaviors of people in airports like hey the flight is at seven in the morning and people are at the bar crushing beers and i'm like it's just it it leads to this you're out of your routine you're out of your normal cycle you're doing things and eating things and drinking things you normally wouldn't do you don't have access to the same stuff it's just it's really tough so what i'm saying is for anybody who works and that's a huge core part of what you do and you're maintaining a level of fitness like you have the utmost respect for me because it's a struggle, man. I watch it. I see it. And it's just, I don't feel normal after three days outside of my normal routine. I couldn't imagine doing that, you know, two weeks a month or yeah. more than that. And I mean, I don't, it was a lot this summer. It all kind of overlapped with personal travel too, which was great. Um, but I just typically like to be more strategic and spread out my business trips and my vacations and social events. But I really felt out of control. <laughs> This year, because I'm trying to take advantage of the opportunities and um, do all the things and be together and which has been great, but it's also been exhausting. And uh, I just felt like I need a break. Um, Burned out, if you will. Because some years, you know, some years it's just been a crazy season, maybe the last couple seasons. I feel like after January, February, everything If you're like me, your industry, maybe your work started to increase in 2021, but now it's rolling into 2022, even, you know, at a heightened level because everybody is really back to business as usual. Um, But you're still facing all of the outside factors that the aftermath of the pandemic caused. And so it's just kind of still a hot mess depending on what your work situation is. And then for us, you know, we're still in recovery mode. We're still understaffed. Um, we will be getting back up to normal staffing levels this fall, which is really exciting. Uh, but we have a lot more responsibility and less support and less resources. So it's kind of this um, combination <laughs> that has been difficult 
you know, and you're, I'm trying to embrace the positives of, you know, it's very exciting that corporations all came back, business travel, you know, meetings, conferences, events has been amazing. So grateful for that. And you're trying to capitalize on all of this increased demand and in the revenue side of it, because I'm in business. But then at the same time, it's like all the, all the family vacations, and then your friends are wanting to plan things and, and the social events, everyone's doing the bachelorette parties, the birthday parties. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. I want to do it all. And then I go back to Heather being a people pleaser and saying yes to everything. And then I wear myself out. And that's kind of the point of this podcast today is just how I've been feeling. And maybe it's you're experiencing it as well. And just what I'm doing to take kind of back control of my health and my life. Um, Again, not complaining because I'm so grateful for all the opportunities. I have such a great blessed life. Um, But it doesn't mean that like I do suffer and from stress or anxiety or exhaustion and burnout. Um, And so we can talk about that more. But uh, I think some on some level, most people that are working and even if you're not your stay at home parent, which is a full-time job, I'm sure you're going to experience burnout or already have at some level because there's a wide spectrum. And we'll talk about that more um, when we reference um, a precision nutrition article that gives you a burnout quiz that you can take. Um, But basically the the boundary side of it, I was listening to a podcast um, by Jenna Kutcher, the Gold Digger podcast. Highly recommend if you're like a businesswoman. She's very inspiring. She's also a mom. And it's all about setting boundaries. And so I thought it would be good to to tie boundaries and burnout because they go hand in hand. Um, well, I was going to ask you too, how was Nashville for your bachelor party? Because <laughs> like, I say that because the people listening like, oh, where do you go? Scottsdale is the place. It is Na- wild. And Nashville is the other place. It is, but wild, like way more busy and on a larger level. Because there's although yesterday going to dinner, I did see a whole golf cart full of women in black uh, bikinis, Swimsuits and then and then stuff. one with a white one, and that was like the <laughs> the bride or whatever. And that was like from when we saw these other girls getting picked up in an Uber. We live like very close to the most popular. We live by the downtown Old Town. We live in Old Town Scottsdale here, yeah. But that's where the nightlife entertainment district is, and all the bachelorette parties go to the restaurants, bars, and clubs. Um, but yeah, it was so fun. This was my second time going to Nashville. It just happened that way. So originally I'd planned a high school girls trip in the spring. We had been planning it during the pandemic. So it was like a year and a half of planning my high school friends. We did that in April, had a blast. And then my good friend uh, that I used to live with here in Arizona, she's getting married and her bachelorette ended up being just this past week in August And I'm like, I have to go, you know, she's a great friend. This sounds amazing. I want to celebrate her. And so it was a ton of fun, but it is craziness. I mean, hundreds of, I feel like bars and restaurants, three levels, rooftops everywhere, live music, DJs, you name it. People, they literally cut off um, or block the street. The Broadway is the main where all the the restaurants and bars and clubs are and they on the weekends the cops block it off and everyone can walk (laughs) all over you sent me some videos yeah Mm -hmm. i saw i saw you 
but had a yeah. great time. I love a good dance party, love some good live music, love country, but they'll play everything, you know, 80s, old school hip hop. We just had a, the best time. And um, it's been great, you know, going back to like reconnecting with coworkers that I haven't seen in years and friends and um, getting together and spending quality time with family. But I definitely hit a point where I was like, okay, I'm not feeling great. What is wrong with me? Uh, I need to kind of take a step back, reevaluate and uh, just kind of take a break. And, you know, how, was, how are you the Sunday you came back? Mm, not in my <laughs> best moment. I... I, I say it because, like, there's a guy here, um, Holly and Dolph, and this girl Holly was with Heather, and I don't know Holly's travel schedule. Maybe it's similar to yours. Our, yeah, friends, Holly and Dolph. Dolph, um, they both have been coming to JSF for years, and um, Holly and Holly and I were the only ones that flew from Arizona to the Bachelorette, and then we flew back together, but we took the first flight out, which was great because it was nonstop, but we had to wake up at, like, 3.30 our time. And we got back here and I didn't sleep at all the night before. So I was a hot mess and I literally never lay on the couch all day long. But I felt like I was back in college where you just don't do anything all day long. <laughs> just taking a rest day. Yeah. Uh, well, the point was, is like you, that was like the end of like all of these weeks of you doing stuff. And there's moments where you're like, well, I really want to go, but I'm just so smoked. It's like, I don't want to go, but I do want to go and I have to go and I'll regret it if I don't. I know it will be fun. And when you're telling that whole story, the way I think of it, and I think of this sometimes of work of myself, because you do, if you do so much, if you're a person, you have this achiever personality, or maybe you have a career and you have kids and you have family and you have all, you're trying to do all the things for everybody. And you, first of all, you can't, Mm -mm. it's just not realistic. It's not realistic. And that's where you feel like your time is not your own. Yes. And I just felt like I'm not in control right now of, or I'm just letting it all kind of take me, take me over. And so I've struggled with anxiety and stress. Um, I think most of us do, but it definitely got heightened the last couple of years and it started getting really a lot worse again this year. And so I was like, I don't know, is it because I'm like my late, I'm going to be 37 in November. My hormones are off. Do I have a thyroid issue again? So then I start like questioning and I'm going to get my blood work done because I always like to get my blood work done once a year and I'm due to go in next month. So that will be really helpful to do a deep dive on kind of where I'm at with everything. Um, but yeah, going back, I get frustrated when I feel out of alignment and that's the whole point of this podcast is like how to get back into alignment for your goals, um, for your, you know, just to be healthier and happier in your life. And, um, what else I think? Oh, so. Well, because everybody feels this, maybe not all the time, maybe Mm -hmm. not every day and at some level, but I, I think we all have to agree. There's a weirdness, you know, coming back from like this lull of like, you didn't do stuff, then you did do stuff. Then the world is weird. It's just, I don't know, like change always happens and people are like, I don't like change. I'm like, it's going to happen no matter what I go. And I've, you know, I'm not a young kid anymore. I'm a older man. I've lived through, you know, enough as an adult. And like, this has been a weird time. And I feel like because of, and I love technology and I hate it at the same time because it allows us to do so much cool stuff, but you feel like you're always connected and people can always get in contact with you and they can touch you and you can do. And I feel like after the last couple of years, depending on what industry you're in, whether it's doing really well now or it's melting down, I feel like there's not a lot of shit in mm-hmm. the middle. 
you're been you you're being asked to do so much. Yeah, and I think for me, it's not like I'm a CEO or anything. So it's like my job's not like oh, crazy like me, like, like me. So, but the part is like we own a, a business together. A it's not funny. That's a joke. <laughs> um, so when the, I help out a lot, and so I just felt like I can't do it all. I was hitting. We all go through busy seasons, and I guess I'm used to kind of having like, oh, maybe a spring is busy, and then I have a break, or the fall is busy, and then I have a break, but it's been nonstop, and then for JSF, it's just, I feel like it got extremely busy towards the end of last year, and then this year, it's been busy in person and online, and then we've worked together on launching the app, which was like one of the biggest projects we've ever done. And it requires a lot of time, energy, and effort, which I'm happy to help contribute. And so I think I was just hitting a wall and just feeling so just like, how can I balance all of this? And you can't, you know, is the point. Um, But I told myself after Nashville, okay, I'm going to prioritize right when I get back, the day I get back, I'm doing a total reset for the next 60 days. I just want to focus on myself so I can feel myself feel my best, get back to being in more of an alignment. And um, I have been using, I've shared it before, but Carmen Oling's journal, Be the Light, uh, since June when I really started to feel. If you guys don't know who she is, we have a podcast episode. She was here for like three hours. You can go back and listen to it. She's a holistic life coach. She's a great, she's a great follow too. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I really resonated with her po- the podcast episode her and Jeremy did together. And so I bought her Be the Light journal. I always struggled with trying to journal. I've tried to journal on my own. But this is such a great structure and outline that is really easy to follow, very inspirational. And so it's helped me kind of articulate my feelings, identify my emotions I've been going feeling, focus on my areas of weaknesses, outline my goals, um, what else, like structure my day. And be more focused because I felt like I was like having a hard time focusing, prioritizing what's important. And um, just really it's allowed me to be fully honest with myself and not judge myself. <laughs> well, you get, again, I've, I've said this on here a million times and I, I say it in terms of fitness, but this is the truth here. You're so busy working. You're distracted. In your life, you don't get to work on your life. Yeah. You're just that you're... Like in fitness, right? Like if you run a, a like this business, if you're just coaching people all the time, I'm coaching, I'm training, I'm studying, you're you're not working on the business. You're working in the business and it can't grow and you're going to suffocate mm-hmm. doing that. And you're doing that with your normal life. I'm doing all these things, but there's no chance for you to stop, breathe and be like, is this serving me? And I'm not enjoying the day to day or it's robbing me of feeling joy and happiness Um because in the back of my mind, I'm just so distracted. But at the same time, I like know I need to make some changes. And um, I, you know, in working on unhealthy habits. And I, so going back to the podcast that Carmen and Jeremy did together recently this year, she had mentioned that she was doing this 30-day no alcohol challenge. And the book that she really um, promoted was the alcohol experiment. So I bought that back in June, knowing that this year I'm like wanting to focus on just taking a break because it's been a lot of fun, you know, great memories this year, a lot of celebrations with alcohol, delicious food, you know, just 
typical American shit. Which, yeah. And I love a good celebration. I love a good vacation. I like to, but sometimes I go too hard, go all out. And, you know, just getting back to moderation and being healthier. And so I knew after my summer travels ended that I really wanted to focus on this. And so I started reading the book the day I got back from Nashville and I highly suggest it. So I'm doing the, it's a 30 day no alcohol challenge, but really it helps you kind of just learn like your relationship with alcohol. So I feel like it's very helpful. Um, I'm still, I'm only a week into it, so, <laughs> but I feel amazing. It. But think about that though, not to interrupt you, but how many people listening, and I'm like some of you might be a lot, I don't think a lot of adults go seven days with no booze. And to be honest, like I, you know, I've in the past, I've taken months off, two months off, um, or been really good at just moderation, you know, here and there, a couple, go a couple weeks, you know, but I feel. I started realizing, okay, this is like so much back-to-back celebrations. Um, my work is always, you know, we'll do the business during the day. There's always client events. It's just nonstop. And, and, and I can be very good at times where I don't drink at all. But I found myself these past few months just, it was really too much. And so... I knew it was contributing to making my anxiety worse, my stress worse. And I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? Um, so, and it, then at the same time. Isn't it crazy though? Like we, we do, and I'll, you'll talk about the Andrew stuff. It's crazy. We do it to. There's so <clears> much <throat> of focus to in de- our society. Well, and again, it's like, it's, I think like he's really cool. Like it's the only drug. <clears throat> if you don't do it, people think you're fucking weird. Yeah. Like if you're like, hey guys, I'm not going to do cocaine tonight. They're not like, oh man, come, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know. unless that's your friends, like, hey man, we're going to like just pop a bunch of Molly. Like that's not fucking normal. But with booze, it's like, well, why aren't you drinking with us? Like it's this, this is social pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. I mean, it's like, because you, because there's no way you could do it without it, which is so strange to me. And we just, we have such a cultural focus on, on, and on food and drink. And I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate it, but it's almost like nothing goes by where you don't do it. And we've, and it's so arbitrary to me. Like there's a million things you could insert, you know, drinking with, yet we've made that this cultural thing and you do it because it de-stresses you, right? But it really doesn't. You do it because it makes you sleep better, but it really doesn't. You do it because it relaxes you. There's so many myths. For the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it doesn't shut down your forebrain and, and let you like, you know, have your inhibitions be loose for a while. I go, but it's a depressant and it's a poison. Mm-hmm. So at some point, if you're a negative person, it turns you more negative and it turns you against yourself or your brain against yourself is how I think about it. Oh, right. And so that this past week at the same time, if you've ever listened to Andrew Huberman's podcast, he's a neuroscience professor at Stanford and he has a really successful podcast. He's on Instagram too, but he released an episode called Alcohol in Your Health, which is extremely educational. It's very scientific so it's all about the science and how it impacts your health but it's he he's able to deliver it in a way that's really digestible and it's a great wake-up call if you're needing it and also it like scared the shit out of me some of it (laughs) i was like oh my gosh and just thinking back to your like party days in college and all of that and then even just the weekly the person that drinks and you can listen to it on your own. And we'll do another episode maybe about my experience at, of the alcohol experiment. But um, that just really 
gave me the little push I needed to just get really motivated and inspired. And I just want to be feeling better and uh, focusing on what I want to accomplish for the rest of this year. I feel like that was a lot, but. Well, no, it is. But again, people think, you know, alcohol is a different animal. Like it crosses the blood brain barrier. Like it just, it gets into everything. Like it has this superpower where it gets into your, your entire body at its core. And people think like, oh, if you have a glass of wine a day, it's healthy for you. Like this is bullshit. There's really no benefits. Like he will break it all down for you and all the myths. And there's really zero benefits to drinking alcohol. And again, I'm not telling you guys not to drink. Like I'm not telling you not to have fun. I go, however, you have to ask yourself like, Am I doing it in a, in a healthy way, which I don't even know if there is, but I'm like, are you doing it in a way that it's actually serving you or have you become dependent on this thing and you're relying on it like a crutch or you're doing it at a volume that you don't want to do it at, but you, you find yourself not being able to stop because you're in this, you know, perpetual cycle of like stress and drinking and stress and drinking and it's become your, you know, savior or you think it has, but it literally is digging you deeper in your hole of whether it's, you know, weight gain or depression or anxiety or whatever, it's causing it because it's chemically changing things. Mm-hmm. And even last night, like we went to dinner um, with our family, like Jeremy's family and everyone had drinks, but me and I was like, I'm really proud of myself, which it wasn't even hard. I think cause I literally, well, cause you had a crispy diet Coke with a lime, with it, looked, a lime it, it looked good. It was really good. It looked good. Um, I think because also you have to hit that point where you're just so ready to make some changes and feel better. And I just was not feeling good in a lot of different ways. And so once you make that commitment to yourself, um, it's a lot easier. But anyway, so I just thought this would be helpful to discuss burnout, your health boundaries on today's episode. Going back to Jenna Kutcher's podcast, The Gold Digger, she had said something in this episode I was listening to when I was walking that she said, when people can confuse, can confuse boundaries with disappointment in her, in her new book, she's like releasing this new book. I really want to read it. Can you tell I'm a huge fan? <laughs> there's a line. No, no, I couldn't. I think you already texted it to me too. There's yeah. a line in there that says, uh, boundaries don't keep things and people out. It keeps us in our lives. Boundaries are actually the gatekeeper to keep us living and being present, which really resonated with me and is such a great reminder. When you really think about it, well, it's like the game changer. Well, it's it's the way I think of discipline. Like people like, oh, you know, you're so disciplined. It seems like it's a prison. I'm like, it's the ultimate freedom. But that's a boundary. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same term. It's you are creating these parameters around your life so you don't do certain things. You're making a promise to yourself. And I'm not saying you can't like live in the moment and be sporadic. But again, you guys know if you're fucking up, like doing the same stuff year after year after year after year. And you're like, wow, I'm just not really happy where I'm at. And it just, and again, I have empathy because it spirals out of control really fast. Mm -hmm. The world is coming at us. Like we have different challenges. This is in 1883. We're not on the Oregon trail. Like we have our own issues, but the world is so sped up and I feel it's so quick. Your mom and I were talking about 1883 last night and we're like, we would just, this is horrible. I shouldn't even say it, but we would just like kill ourselves because like I shouldn't, but like we would not survive. Well, bro, like it's so intense. I'm like, how did they survive? And I'm like, well, you, we were just you see, joking. You see, and like, I shouldn't joke about that. But, but again, like when you see those guys, the life expectancy was 42 years old, and you see people like they because it's this hopelessness, is what you're saying. Like even in the show, 
I don't want to spoil it for people, but like there is suicide in the show. Right. Because there's this hopelessness for them because everything is going and wrong all the time. And now that I said time. that, I'm like, really shouldn't have said that. But I mean, the point is, is but like, dude, okay. how did they, it was Ima- so extreme. Dude, imagine the people, dude, people here. Oh, I got a flat tire. My day is fucking ruined. My flight was delayed two hours. Your flight was delayed? These guys are on the Oregon fucking trail taking them three weeks to get 90 miles. We fly across the country and bitch when the Wi-Fi is slow. And they get like shot multiple times. Oh my God, dude. We would be, we would crumble (laughs) back then. So no, like you would be in panic mode. But the point is, is like, that's that world. We're in this other world. It's way easier for us, but we're inundated with technology. Like we can't turn things off. It's too much. It swallows you up. Like you ever hear everybody say now, I can't believe it's already August. I feel like people are saying that at a pace way faster than ever. Yes, I feel like, and I've been noticing it too, and I keep saying it to people, and it's like... Because your life is speeding by. You don't have these, again, like, if you go back 120 years, they have these slower moments. Well, and that's why, yeah, I just, we'll talk about it too, setting a boundary with technology, because I think we all struggle with it, and I do too. Yeah. But gosh, you... Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, can I just move to an island or can I move out into the wilderness? And I feel like... I love I love a lot of it, so I can't vilify it. I go, it's but... Just, it's this hustle culture, which we'll talk about. Our society is just, yeah, moving at rapid paces. You have, you do, that's the point. You do have to have boundaries and we'll go over these, but that's the biggest key. And I don't know where to drum for you guys, but you do have to drum. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the article? Um, oh, I didn't know if we were going to talk about our Enneagram threes. Oh, well, you, if you've listened, you probably have heard us talk about, we've taken Enneagram tests before multiple times and both of us, I need to take it again. Cause I know you can have a wing, like a, a, a number that can be like your secondary yeah. personality trait. And I forget what mine is, but I keep, my number one is always a three. Same with him, which is a cheaper personality type, which is great in a lot of ways, but can be detrimental in other ways. Um, well, if you don't, again, the, the point of this, if you don't slow down and appreciate like how far you've come, it just, it swallows you up, dude. That's why I'm like, I like to achieve stuff. Obviously I like to get things done. I like to be productive and I do set these goals for myself, but I also give myself enough grace to where I'm not going to kill myself I don't mean that literally, but like, you know, no, no, but I'm saying like, you know, like you're so hard on yourself. Like, it's just like, you're beating the shit out of yourself over and over and over again because you didn't reach your goal. And I don't do that. I'm like, I set them and I I work really hard towards that, but you have to have some empathy. I enjoy the journey of it and I enjoy the game of it and like playing it. And I try to really, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not great at celebrating, but I appreciate like how far I've come and like the work I've put in. But a lot of times we don't do that. Like we achieve something, we reach something, then the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And you basically miss the moment you're in because you always want, well, I got to make more money. I got to get more clients. I got to be, you know, this much stronger, this much fitter. I got to always be doing more, 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 more. And at some point, like you just, you can't Mm -hmm. or you can, but you don't appreciate everything that's been going on. And that's a tough place to be in. And I think anybody who has like that achiever personality, you're, it's just a toxic place to be in because it's never enough. There's always, you know, you can always do more. You can always be better. I get all that, but you got to appreciate, I did a video on this the other day and I'll share it next week. Like 
we do this. We we beat ourselves up. We we have this negative self talk. Or like if you're in a sales job, oh this person meet their, met their goals. I didn't meet my goals. They're on this high and on this low. And it's like, yeah, you can appreciate how far you've come, even if you still have miles mm-hmm. to go. People do this with weight loss all the time. They lost 50 pounds, but I still got 50 to lose. I'm like that should be celebrated. But it's that constant again and again and again. It's basically swallowing people up. And I think obviously that's what what a lot of corporations are. But you can't live like that every day. No, it's it's not healthy and it steals your happiness. And so you just have to be very aware. Like both of us have to hold each other accountable too. Um, because it is, it's so easy to get sucked in that, to that hustle culture, like I mentioned. And you're just trying to feel like you have to keep up and keep attacking the next goal. And then you achieve that. And then what's the next goal? Um, but that's part of the achiever personality trait. If you read into it, it's all about, it's like we, it's hard for us to just be happy with accomplishing one goal. It's like we, we get our happiness by striving for the next and challenging ourselves. Yeah. That's why I talk about if you enjoy the process of it, like you'll be in the state of mm-hmm. like happiness. And if you're, and that's, that's the key, right? Like, and I, well, if you're dreading, yeah. if you're dreading, here's the thing. If you're dreading, like, if you want to be super fit, but you fucking hate working out and you hate every workout and you hate every day, that becomes your life. Even if you reached all the goals, were you successful if you hated it? I mean, maybe in the eyes of everybody else, but if you're miserable every day and you don't have to love every day and everything, but you have to enjoy parts of it for sure. You're going to be more successful if you do and you're not going to hate the, the grind of it or the hustle of it. But that's where people get burnt out, where they feel like it's a chore. They feel like it's a task. They feel like it's something they have to do, not something that they get to do. Well, even like for you, you're just can be so nonstop, but you've created this environment to where you have boundaries, strict boundaries in place that allows you to be at your most productive and energetic levels to reach those goals. Um, but sometimes I have to be like, Jeremy, like take a break. Like, or I literally have to plan like a weekend away to get you out of your normal life to just relax, recharge. Sometimes you're still working, but it's like in a different, it's like a different lower level. When it's good to step away from it for people, like even if you like what you do. And it's not, it doesn't mean like, I think some of us have a hard time. Oh, well that means you're lazy or you know, but you're complacent, but it's not that it's, it's allowing you to actually take a step back and figure out what's going to give you the highest return. And that just doesn't mean on like a revenue level. It means like it could be money, but it also means your happiness, your success, can your health, how you, yeah, your health and how you define that. And that's where I think our society needs to, and we're, I think we're moving in that right direction. Like a Gary Vee always talks about it the real definition of success is like happiness That's fulfillment it. and give in helping people. And, uh, yes, you can make a lot of money and that's great achievements and who doesn't want to make a lot of money, but it's, it's not everything. And you have to look at the whole picture. Well, and I think for people too, like I, I do something every day for this cause that's just how I am. That's what I like to do. I don't think that's good for everybody. I talked about it the other day, but even, working from home some mornings, it's just better for me. Cause then when I come in here, it's a different time. It's a different atmosphere. It, the tasks are different. It's like a refresh. And if I'm gone for like a couple days and I come back, I appreciate it even more. 
right because right. I what because I just broke up the routine of it I'm not burnt out and again there's seasons of that where you you're going to be smoked it's just part of it you want to be successful you're going to eat shit dude that just it might be for a year or two years or five years or and again I'm not saying every single day for five years but there'll be good chunks of life where you're going to eat shit dude mm-hmm. but not forever then your whole life is a grind mm-hmm. and and that's not it shouldn't it's feel no way to live it shouldn't feel that way and so now it's like my schedule I'm starting to be able to set it up in a way that this is very maintainable for me mm-hmm. where I'm happier I'm sleeping the best I've ever slept I'm 39 but I'm like I'm the fittest overall that I've ever been I can move in a certain way and feel a certain way and mentally I'm in a great place because I'm not I'm just willing to, and again, I've never been a yes person. Now, Heather's a perfectionist and she would say yes to everybody. First of all, you guys know me. That ain't fucking me. I'm never going to like, I'm okay to hurt some feelings. But then it's hard for me because if you're in a relationship with somebody that isn't as social. He's blaming on me. Well, it's just frustrating because like there is, and you love your our friends and you love, you have a deep connection with a lot of people our JSF community and then like our close circle of friends and family. Yeah. But it is hard because like you, it's so important and it's healthy 100%. to schedule time together in those social events and, and whatever, whatever it is you're doing, attending. Um, if, and so it's hard sometimes as a spouse where I'm like, yes, I'm the people I will over, over commit. But at the same time, like, well, I need to keep, we need to keep these relationships going. And it's always going to be, I guess, you have to accept that some seasons are going to be different than others. And like, for example, last night, it took forever for us to just get together for dinner with your family because I've been traveling so much. You haven't even been here. Yeah. And your work, like. You're constantly working on the weekends. Well, yeah, and you wanted to, again, I love you, but you wanted to schedule it, and I'm sharing this, on the <laughs> Sunday you came back, and bro, you looked like you got stung by 100 bees um, so the day mean. you came back, bro. <laughs> your face was like three times Puffy. the size. Your eye, You could barely open your eyes, and you just like, you. first of all, she's like, I'm going to, I don't know what time you told me you were going to be, I'm just sharing this because it's just true. I don't know what time you were going to be back. Um, so I'm like texting you because so it's getting late. It was probably like like one o'clock right now. I'm like, are you back? And like nothing from your phone. I'm like, oh, maybe she's like, I don't know. Like an hour and a half later, I call you and then you answer. And it's like you just woke up from sleeping for like two years. And I'm like, are you all right? You're like, oh, yeah, I fell asleep. You never take naps, dude. Never. You never <laughs> fall asleep. And you just were. Nashville does too. It was like, <laughs> it's like the only other time, you guys, I'm serious. The only other time she takes naps is like if we come back from like Spain. Like you like the time difference. That's the only time thing. And I didn't sleep. I kept thinking I'm going to miss my flight. So then I was literally watching the clock, you know, when you do that for hours and then, yeah, the combination of going out back to back nights. And then before that, having back to back, what, four trips in a row. And what you wanted to do was schedule a dinner that night. I know. And I looked (laughs) at you at five o'clock that day as you're still in your like beautiful pajamas and just like look like just a hot mess. I go, are you ready for dinner now? Like, that's my point is that she's, I always will, th- even for you, and you do things for me, like you plan the social stuff, but I think ahead for you and I'm like, okay, she wants to do this, but she's not understanding. She's coming back from like, you know, this weekend where her at 22, maybe, but her at 20, 36, no. I know. Like, that's where, you don't retire from the bar. The bar mm-hmm. retires you. 
Like going going out retires and you. Coming from someone that goes to bed around nine o'clock at night. You ain't built for that. And 1 we were shit. like we were like dancing until I don't know like shutting the bars down like. You're and not, I have not done that in years. You're not about great, that life anymore. It was life a good anymore. time. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so should we talk about the point is you you can't you can't be a yes person you can't overcommit you have to set boundaries both with work and technology and you know obviously with with everything else you and i know do. everyone thinks jeremy is this freak that just never can do all the things but there were seasons in years really i remember you would take you would have to take your naps when you would come home and oh, dude. you would be out i would die you would be i was dying you would wake up and you would barely I don't be e- able to talk and then you'd have to go back to work or oh, bro. There were years where it was like so extreme that I was, I would tell him I'm worried about your health because like you are pushing the limits way too hard. And then as you got older, you got better about setting boundaries, but I was and- always shredded though. So that was what was important. <laughs> so you're not funny. Oh, my point is it's like, that's all that ever mattered. Shout out to Dave DiLorenzo. Um, no, she, this is the truth, and that's why I, I tell people. I think it's important for the men that listen to, well, to understand that here, or people that are <clears> striving <throat> to have their own business. I've shared this on here before, and it's and again, that we can take this we can take this podcast like in 100 directions because this just plays into this because my brain just thought about it. And I'm going to speak from like being a male here. Um, it's very much, uh, you know, whose dick is bigger kind of thing with dudes. And I worked in this business early on with two really close friends of mine. They're both in my wedding. They're both great guys. Um, still f- really close to them to this day. We would all like work here and it'd be a badge of honor of who could work the most and who could sleep the least. And also like who can lift the most weights, you know, like it's a dick measuring contest essentially. And I'm like, well, these guys are not going to work more than me. There's no ma- There's no fucking way. Like I can sleep three hours and come here and do that. And you, when you're young, you're doing these things. And then as my business, you know, moved, these guys moved on and left me with a business, excuse me, of basically a hundred and some people all by myself. So I had to coach every single group by myself, send every email. I was everything, the janitor, the accountant, the group training person. I'm not kidding. I would go home and like fall, take a nap for like an hour or two and wake up and not know what fucking like be a zombie. I wouldn't know what fucking day it was, you guys. I would be like, "Is it Saturday?" And, and it was it Wednesday. was like hard on a relationship. And he was like, there were periods of time where he was not social at all. Which now I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, those were some hard times. But we powered through. Well, it. because I'm I'm working two full time two je- full time businesses. Yeah, people still I think don't understand like. We have an, the online business is literally separate. a full-time business. That's and a, then the in-person business is a separate full-time, full-time business. business. And then I have my full-time job. So it's a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> that's why I tell people, I go, you're not going to, I don't want you guys to do like what I did because I, I died for it. I gave up so much stuff that I don't think would be healthy for you to give up. Cause it's probably not your personality type and it might never work out for you. It and worked you might, out and your, and your wife will probably fucking leave you, dude. But, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, you know what I mean? to be, honestly, and I don't know. I just kept believing that it would pay off and it would get better, and we've worked really hard at it together to so figure it out. If I didn't quit then, 
and wasn't burnt out, I am never going to be. But it's the whole mentality, and this is from the uh, Krista Scott Dixon Precision Nutrition article, Are You Suffering from Burnout? And she has a PhD, so she has some good information. I'll put her, I've talked about her before, I'll put her in the show notes here. Um, Is it burnout or are you just being a baby? And this male culture um, for dudes, and I'm sure women do this too, but it's like, well, you're just being a little bitch, dude, just shut the fuck up and work more. Like, that's, like, my dad's era of man. And my grandpa's the same way. Like, well, you're a man. Just shut your mouth and fucking keep doing. Where women, I don't think it was the same. But it's on the flip side. If you're a working mom, you have to hustle harder, prove yourself more, and not talk about it. Because now you have a baby, but you still have to be that business person. And that's, I feel like... Well, it's way worse. It's way worse. And that's also what scares the hell out of me because, and I, it's so inspiring to see these career women do it, but I know the toll it takes too. And, um, and again, there's, there's sometimes where, and, and companies are getting a lot better now. Finally, the conversation is more open communication, depending on your leadership and who you work for and all the things, but. I do think it's moving in the right. There's better understanding. There's more support, more resources. But again, it's it's just different for men and women. Well, I don't think they have a choice anymore, right? Like because you, now people have all these options, where thirty years ago you didn't. Now people can start a business online. They can do multiple things. They know what else is out there. Where maybe before they didn't. Like cause this isn't new. People getting been getting burnt out for no. forever on jobs. But I don't think. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. Your employer now is starting to understand, I think, or hopefully you are if you run your own business. They're going to lose good people. You And you can't give it everything. And I don't, like, obviously, like, I give this a lot because it's this, I've married it into my life, so it's it's just going to be like my life's work. It's, it's, it's a little bit different if you work for a company. But your employer hopefully starts to understand, well, yeah, if you need to, an hour in between the day to like exercise to be healthier, you'll be a better employee. Mm -hmm. If you need to take these vacation days and like actually take them and don't return fucking emails. Like if it's not your company and it's not your business and you're not tied to every single cent, like I don't see why you would give them your life, especially for somebody who's going to replace you in a week and hire somebody else. I don't think it's worth it. You owe them a nine to five. Sure. But you don't owe them anything more than Mm -hmm. that. And I think people feel now sometimes like that's what they're, they're going to go like always above and beyond. And I'm not saying you need to be a lazy person. I'm like, but you but do at the, what cost? You yeah. do the job, but not at the cost of your health and your happiness and your sanity for sure. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah. Cause in this article, they were saying like truth is burnout is nothing new. It's been around as a clinical concept since the 1970s and surely existed before that, before we slapped like a formal name on it. But in 2019, the World Health Organization officially recognized it as a workplace phenomenon and are currently working on developing tools to help recognize, treat, and most importantly, prevent burnout in workplaces, which is great news, um, knowing that you're burned out can also mean you can recover from it sooner and better. And uh, just preventing burnout usually means improving overall, overall well-being and like I mentioned in this article or the website link has the quiz that you can take and because there's a spectrum, right? You can show early signs of burnout to really extreme severe signs that you might need to seek professional medical help. So um, highly suggested if you are kind of feeling 
off and burned out that you can go and research it more on your own time. But the, the full definition, what is burnout, is also known as burnout syndrome. It's a state of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion that can happen when the demand in our lives consistently and chronically outweigh what we're able to do or produce. Isn't that most jobs? Mm-hmm. Like your goals are like so unattainable. Mm-hmm. And the pace at which we're supposed to do stuff is just so insane and so crazy. It's yeah. just, it's a weird thing, man. You're just in a weird time. And it's like... It's different than just having like, oh gosh, I had such a crazy day. I'm so exhausted. It's it's not one single bad day or even a week at work. It's more this consistent, ongoing, long-standing pattern of feeling like you're trying and failing without success, support, recognition, or recovery. Um, in most countries, and again, there's like levels and you can feel just, you don't have to feel all of them at one time. And again, the quiz will address it more. But you know what, it's it's the terminology like people use. I feel like I'm behind. Yeah, and I've been saying that a lot actually this year. First of all, anybody who works a job, like when the hell are you ever not behind? And if you get caught up on Monday, guess what happens Tuesday? Mm -hmm. You're behind. It's that, to me, it's the the feeling of like you are constantly overwhelmed. You constantly have anxiety. You have a pit in your stomach. You wake up at two in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're like dreading going to fucking work. If that's you, I think you're there, dude. In most countries, burnout isn't considered a medical condition, but rather more of like an occupational workplace phenomenon. But there are some places, Sweden and the Netherlands, actually do recognize burnout as a medical diagnosis that requires time off from work, which is pretty cool. Um, not in America. Not in America, where we've got to hustle harder. God, dude. Um, most at risk for burnout have jobs where actual demands are high, you know, fast paced work, high stakes, lots of decisions, significant consequence, consequences or mistakes. Perceived demands are high. It feels rushed, overwhelming, urgent, busy, especially for people who care about doing a job or being a team player. Again, going back to the achiever mindset, um, that can be a struggle for me. And again, for me this year, it was a combination of all the, cause I, It's almost like I have a part-time job at JSF, or it is. And so having my job and then being here on the weekends helping Jeremy and working, I just, I think it was kind of a combination of that mixed in with all the travels and and doing, saying yes to everything that I was struggling with it. So it's not just like, not just my job. Well, because when you do that, something else is going to give. Your sleep's going to suffer. You're going to eat worse. You're going to drink more. You just... What I'm saying is for people, your self-care goes down the drain. Right. And there's, and I'm, this is me being transparent, there's times when like I would work in this business early on where I'm a health person, but what I'm doing to myself is not healthy. And I'm doing it to build a business, to make more money, to get more clients, to you know get out more articles or create programs or products or whatever the fuck the thing was. And I can't, you can't. I could justify it in my mind because I'm like, well, I'm young, I can hustle, whatever. But I knew deep down, like, this isn't healthy where you, where I'm walking into work and like fitness should be adding to my life. I walk in here feeling like I got hit by a fucking semi. Like that's not healthy. Now I'm a young man. I'm 26, 27. I'm like, you could just push through it, but it's, that's not a sustainable pace of life. Right. Especially if you're like, you're an older person, you have kids and you have people who are like, like Heather wasn't relying on me. 
Like we're just together. We're a team, but it's not like I had to take care of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she didn't have to take care of me. Like I'm an individual person. If, if you're that, like you're, you're suffering internally, but everybody else around you is too, if you're taking on all this stuff mm-hmm. and you tend you, and that's why you see people in the boat they're in, they get overweight, they get on medications, they turn to drinking because it's just, it's overwhelming all the time. And that's how they're kind of medicating or coping with it. And that's not a healthy place to be. And that's America now. Instead of putting in the work that's hard, you know, to, to nourish your body and we'll talk about it more and to you know, limit alcohol or whatever your thing is, um, to exercise in a healthy way where you're not overdoing it, to get proper sleep, to, you know, journal, meditate, um, talk to somebody, whatever that looks like for you to really attack it, get your blood work done. Like I'm really curious to see if maybe my thyroid's off again, cause I've had low thyroid before, which, a lot of it can be you feel fatigued, and so that's how I've been feeling lately. <laughs> it could be my hormones. It could be a number of things, but I think there's a lot of factors there. Uh, so everyone's different, so you got to figure that out for yourself. I mean, the first thing, if you want to go down the list here of things that can help, and this is probably the... This is the boundaries section. This is the biggest thing I do in terms of like just putting, I call them guardrails, but boundaries, that's the same thing. Like protecting your time, your space, and the emotional investment with good boundaries. And obviously this bleeds into my life. Um, I listen to a lot of shit here uh, online and in person, like a lot of personal stories, like stuff that cuts pretty deep that like some days I walk in here and I'm not really... um, like equipped to handle it and for some reason like maybe because I my life is awesome I can just I chew on it and I listen to it but it's a lot and there's certain things I'm not willing to do and like there's certain things I am willing to do and I know like where I can draw those like here's an example like I come in here sometimes and like people will share like these life stories with me and they're super sad and I'm like this doesn't make me and again you there's, if you're not a, you know, complete fucking sociopath, like you're Patrick Bateman, like you're going to feel bad for people. At least I do. And I carry that home with me sometimes. And I'll talk to Heather about it. And I'm like, I won't watch things on TV because of that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch the office just cause it puts me in a good mood. <laughs> like when I'm like, can we watch another murder show? Let's watch like, it. And he's like, that's going to put me in a bad mood before bed. And I'm like, but I love it. And I'm like addicted to it. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> if I, guys, if I go missing, you know where the fuck to look here. Dateline episode so bad, 800. Like, but I don't have bad dreams about it. No. Well, you're a psychopath. Like, you <laughs> clearly don't give a shit about people. Like, I feel bad. I don't know. Um, but that's my, But I'm, I'm serious, though, and that sounds like such a little thing. Where, But I'm not going to watch something that could make me feel a certain way because I've already... I'm at my limit for that day. Yeah, it's like emotional toll. It's kind of... You're just at your max capacity. And that's... And again, I... On like a Friday morning, I'd like to come in here and see the people a lot more. And, but the problem is I have other stuff to do for one, but two, I'm at my limit for like the week until Saturday and Sunday and Monday comes again because I just, I can't always be a fountain all the time because it's very draining to do that. And I, I need to be, you know, not a complete, you, you know, have to protect yeah your energy and your time. And I, so I can give it to Heather, so I can give it to my friends, so I can give it to my family, so I can give it to all the people here. And I know a lot of you guys out there sometimes aren't great at protecting your time and your emotional energy because that's a real thing and for again i'll go back early on here 
I, I sat at a, a great talk, and it kind of changed my perspective. His name is Steve Schembaum. Um, he came to Reebok and talked to uh, all of us one time, all the kind of the people in my circle, uh, Alexia, BJ, Corey G, Ashley Horner, all of us who are there, kind of the, the, the crazy fucking workaholics. And I remember he's like, you know, you guys are, a lot of you here are like a seven. And he has a scale of like one to seven, seven being like the perfect energy, like you're giving it everything. He goes, the problem is when you're a seven here, you're a one at home. He goes, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you're a seven at home, you're a one here and you suck. He goes, it doesn't got to be a scale of like, we'll only give work five and give home two or so. He goes, but they're, they go in stages. And you can't be giving this thing everything all the time because you only have so much energy to give. And what I used to do was like, well, let me give this everything. And then I'm a complete bag of shit when I leave here. And once I heard him say that, I'm like, okay, what is this worth if I'm the best at my job? I'm the best with people. I'm the best with everyone. But if all my friends and family think I suck, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? It should be the opposite, right? Yeah. You want those people to think you're awesome mm-hmm. and the other people too. And there's a, there's a balance there, but a lot of people give work everything yeah. and then they're smoked and they self-medicate and drink at home. And that's the version they're giving their family and friends. And that's not a great place to be. No, I'm glad you addressed that. Uh, what else? Well, for you guys, like how do people maintain good boundaries? You know, for one, like, how do you set them up? Like what, again, first of all, it's like, what can you control? What can't you control? Obviously, like, I'm not saying like, oh, quit your job, but there's certain, certain things that are in there that you can and can't do. And again, do you want me to go through these? Mine's different than yours, obviously. Yeah. You can talk about yours and then I can chime in with my situation. Yeah. So for me, like my environment, I've created an environment Mm -hmm. or I can be successful. Like I've literally created an entire world where I can kind of do and say and be the way I want to be the corporate America life. Like just, it's not for me. Um, it just, it just doesn't work, but I know what days I can be here with people and be on and know what days I can kind of, you know, step back. And I, I'm very intentional about like where I spend my time and how I do it. And I know what I can take on. Sometimes I just need to be, and Heather does this too. She goes for like six hour walks every night. <laughs> it's not six hour. I just sometimes just got to get my 10,000 steps in. But that's you being intentional about your environment. Mm-hmm. You also know I have a morning routine where I can't even be like in the vicinity. Basically, Heather spends a lot of time away from me, guys, if you haven't <laughs> fucking noticed. Um, I really like my alone time. <laughs> yeah. But my point is like there's your very precise about where you're spending your time and how you're doing it. And that's a boundary. And obviously if you have a bunch of kids running around your house, I'm sure it's like way more difficult, but you have to do that. Yeah. And they will shift. Like if we do become parents, I know we would have to completely shift our boundaries and our, um, just your schedule changes, all the things. So I feel for all of you that you, that's just kind of an extra responsibility that you do have to prioritize as Number one, and and kind of wor- get your work boundaries, put them around that. Um, well, yeah, you have to, again, like, there's a saying in our business, like, you got to pay yourself first as like a, as a business owner. And I'm not saying you don't, you know, invest in the business, you don't pay your people, but you have to pay yourself first. And I don't just mean monetary wise, like you have to be doing what's best for you. Otherwise, this whole deck of cards crumbles. And that's, being saying yes at a certain time and no at a certain time for people. And for me, like I'll give you an example. I don't bring my phone into bed. 
Yeah, he's so good at that. Because I'm fucking, first of all, I live on this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking done with it at that time. Like, I just, I don't want to see it anymore. And I love you guys. And I love everybody. And I return every message. But there comes a point in the day where it's probably about like five o'clock. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, I hate this phone right now. I'll love it tomorrow again at at 5 a.m. I don't love it right now. And it goes in the bathroom. It doesn't sleep with me in the bedroom. I don't care about it. Mm -hmm. You guys don't need to see me laying in bed. Like, there's nothing, nothing earth shattering. And this, you reach a point and, I do the same thing with emails a lot of times. I do very little at home when my day is done here. If I got to do some housekeeping stuff, sure. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't open my laptop at 7 o'clock at night when I'm sitting at home. Yeah. that's. I'm really good with just working within my hours, um, you know, the 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. I'm, I'm really good at because that's what they paid me for. And... Well, and you have to, again, <laughs> you guys, it. you want to be present. Mm-hmm. So what's it worth if you're, again, you've all seen this, you're with a group of people you haven't seen in a long time, and then two hours go by and you're all just staring at your phones. You don't need to be in the same room to do that. You can do that shit anywhere. Yeah, it's, like, it's be, scary. Be present where you are. Right. And, and the same goes, like, when you're looking at stuff, you have to be crystal clear with this. So if you're in the service business with clients, um, if you're going to put your out of office on or something, you don't reply. Yeah. You got to let them know. And again, I understand there's like certain circumstances where you got to put out a fire, but m- like in a mountain cabin, <laughs> you know, and that's, well, that's part of it too. Like, but that's why that's you, also like what's so hard right now. I feel like you're they, always reachable and, and they know we that don't have like the support staff, um, at times or, um, People just ignore it. Like I can have my out of office on. I'm on vacation, a paid time off PTO day. And I'm with my family and people are, clients are calling me or emailing me multiple times. Respond, respond. I need help. And it's like in America, it's like people have forgot that what it means to be out of the office. I'm on vacation here. Contact this, this person for, you know, immediate assistance and, I think it's so scary and sad. Well, we've turned everything into an emergency. Mm-hmm. Everything's the most important and task. And just like that- the business world. It's like just nonstop. I get, I've been like more and more, I've been getting emails on the weekends, which like I'll look at them, you know, on the weekend on my phone here and there, but I'm like, I'm not going to respond till Monday. I don't work on the weekend, you know? And I'm like, gosh, all these people that have like a Monday through Friday job are like working on the weekends. Well, and I don't, it's a cultural thing because obviously like we've been around the world in no offense, but not a lot of people in Sorrento, Italy. Sometimes I'm like, crushing I just want to live in Europe or, or Hawaii would do. <laughs> like, I love it here because it's obviously it's way more competitive, but you can build something from nothing and there's so much opportunity and not that there's not opportunity in other places, but I believe there is so much here. That's why America is America and I love it, but. It also, it can steal, it can steal from you just as quick as it gives to you. And you got to, that's why, again, I'm going to talk about this because it's a thing. And what I do now, and again, there's obviously going to be seasons. Does this task need to be done? And does it need to be done by me? Mm-hmm. And does it need to be done right now? Can we delegate? And for a long time, I was not great at it. He I'm was like, horrible at it. I'm like, well, if nobody can do I'm it like, better than and me. And he just su- you're such a perfectionist, too, in a way it's that... Not, it's not No, you're perfection. like, I have to do it my way. No one's going to do it as good as me. And you would say that. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah. well... It doesn't then, mean it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm just better. But you have to do it in your own way. You would, 
Well, there's still cer- struggle with it. Well, there's certain things that. Well, again, when it's your, here's the problem. Put your name in a building. Um, uh, yeah, I get it. And you're real dumb. Then you're me. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, dude. It's like people. Are, well, Jeremy's in this. Like, I get it. But I wasn't great at it before. But now, as I've learned, I'm like, I can't do all things. I need to spend my time doing things that I like, with people that I like, and I I need to do things that align with like my strengths. Not things I suck at. Not things that other people are better at that they enjoy. What is worth your time, energy, attention, like you have mentioned before and what this article says? um, And what activities are aligned with your values? What do you want to feel and do and feel more of? What needs to be cleared, constrained, or revised so you can prioritize better and replenish your tank more effectively? Yeah. The, The fastest way I would tell people, do what's best for you first yeah take care of yourself mentally physically and emotionally first be better for everybody else in your in your life and do not give away all of those things do not give away when i say health i think people just think like being ripped i don't mean that i mean all the pillars of health do not give that away to a job it's just it's not worth it dude yeah. If this job was making me sick and unhealthy, I would quit doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, and that, and I love doing this, but it's at that cost. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not worth the money. So if we move to just recovery here. I thought, did you say number two? What was number two? Cultivate engagement by spending more time on what you love doing when people you that. love working. Okay. Sorry. I, I guess. Do more shit you, you love with people you enjoy. Your life's too short not you, to. Boom. Okay. You did cover that. Go ahead. Well, I just mean like, well, what do you do for recovery, Heather? Well, I'm working on that right now. (laughs) For right now, I'm just, you know, going to say no to certain invitations or work obligations that are not mandatory for me to attend um, unless I feel like I have the energy and I'm in the right headspace to do so. Um, I'm going to... Check in with myself more, like going back to just putting yourself first and understanding if saying yes to this is going to benefit me or set me back from my goals. Um, Like I mentioned before, prioritizing my sleep um, is always, which I I typically am really good at, uh, my daily movement, but not overdoing it, not over-exercising, because that will end up robbing me from... Well, can I yeah. say this? Yes. You sometimes do what normal people do, where you'll have this like <clears throat> you've had this like terrible five week span, and <laughs> I mean it's just been terrible. Like I, it sounds awful to me. Like I think about like and I forgot you went to Nashville even before that this year, and because being on an airplane, dude, it just smells like farts the whole time. Like I just can't. I was so on. Gross. We were on this flight. I'm just so sick of flying. And it was just farts. I was breathing in farts so the gross. whole flight. I'm, I'm like, like I'm God, puke. get me the off this plane. And then I get an Uber with this kid. Is like his AC's not working. It's, it's 120 like smelly, degrees here. Smelly car. And he's talking to himself about like Pete Davidson dating Kim Kardashian or whatever the fuck he's yeah, saying. Yeah, he's and literally like, talking to himself. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, how? Unless, and then I was like, is he on the phone or is he? No, not? there's nobody there. I'm like, how are you a five star dude? I'm I like give nervous. You, I give you one star. Anyways. Like it's just been it's this. Not ter- even go into the amount of Ubers I've been in it's this been a, year. It's been a. <laughs> and sometimes I have to call Jeremy because I'm scared for my life. You're like in case I go missing, I'm on Dateline. <laughs> they can track this phone call. Um, but you had this terrible five week span, and you weren't getting to be as active as you wanted to be. And you're sometimes, you know, 
how do I say, like victim of the environment where you're eating and drinking and doing whatever, you want to get real fit again in a week. And so what people do is that they over exercise for like the next seven days yeah. and it just beats the shit out of yourself. I've been guilty of that. But that's why today I was like, I'm just going for a long walk. It's all the, I can do today. And for people listening, sometimes you guys, not just physically, but mentally yes, and emotionally. That's what you need. It's, it's so healthy. If you don't have like a walking practice, I'm not telling you you have to, but. Walking can, is like gold for me <laughs> and if you do it with like with a podcast or airpods or here's the thing sometimes with no noise yeah game changer and i'm going to say this and i don't want to cut you off of your recovery one of the things i do is just sit with no noise i'll sit in here and work with nothing playing mm-hmm. i'll get in my truck and have no noise i'll come home love heather i'm like this country music shit Needs to just go off for a little bit. What about the Hallmark movies? Those need to just go too. They're just terrible. What was the other one? Like Yellowstone, like Love Story or something the other day you're trying to watch? Just looks like, just looked awful, like from the get go. Coming from the OCD person or the obsession that he has with like The Office, literally the guy can watch it every single day and he will repeat. Like mm-hmm. last night, he starts repeating the, um, the whole episode. Like he literally will start saying, why can't I think of the word, the commentary, the script, yeah. the lines. Yes. And I'm like, I know. I've seen this probably a hundred times because you have it on all the time. It was so the annoying. episode, first of all, when Andy is going to meet the guy um, from Dartmouth and Andy went to Cornell and he's going to like, take that shirt off right now. And he's like, Andy Bernard, Cornell, Cornell, class 93. And he goes to shake his hands and he goes, oh, got a couple blisties in his hands. they're on the just, golf course. He, he practiced the day before and his hands are just so blistered up. It was so disgusting. Like a pl- practice for like 48 hours straight last night it's or something ama- like that. It's amazing. But anyways. Yeah. No, that, that was a good point. Um, you just, you can't speed up that process. And like the people you're around, right? So being intentional with surrounding yourself with people that lift you up, give you good energy, um, you enjoy and have fun with. And cause that is so healthy, like the social connection part. So, you know, my community of JSF people, when I come here and get a workout in with like friends or the JSF members, it's just, it really does fuel me. Well, you came two things. You came home. What day did you drive home when I was leaving Wednesday or Friday? I think Friday. And you're like, Oh yeah, because I never, I rarely go to the nine fifteen class, so I don't see all those people all the time. And you came home and you're like, "Yeah, we can't sell the gym." I know, cause <laughs> that's literally what you said. I rolled my truck window down. And you're like, "No, we can't sell the gym." Well, I was just like, "Oh, it was so great seeing so and so and um, catching up with people I hadn't seen in like months." And yeah, there's something really special with what we built here and like the family aspect of it and the close circle of friends and you get to share that with one another. So yeah, prioritizing that. And I'm not, I'm not doing it to call out like just a gym. And I mean this for you guys. This is probably the most important one of all. A in sense terms, of community that lifts you up. In terms of recovery. Mm-hmm. You need that in your life, dude. Or family. And I put family here. Like going, being with family last night was like really nice. And like we need that. And you have to make it surround yourself with people that are positive and make you feel good and you support one another and all those things. And the worst thing Not you can toxic people, the worst thing. And again, that sometimes due to hate, it might be your family, 
Mm-hmm. Like I hate to say it, I'm not telling you how to navigate it, but you got to put boundaries around those guys, man, because they will fucking drain you, dude. And I don't just mean the physical people you work with, the physical friends you hang out with, and your family. It's also the stuff that you watch. It's also the stuff that you well, listen to. It's yeah, the I, stuff that you read. I put that in there, you know, and focusing that on, changes you right so filling my brain i put with like positive and educational podcasts books articles not um like for news we always talk about breaking points we love breaking points for our news updates and um not watching the mainstream media even um, that man like the other day i wish i would but it's so good points. because it's both perspectives both sides um and you can take what you want from it, but I feel like it's a lot better than mainstream media. Not a, not, not, not a biased agenda. Mm-hmm, anyway. Right. And then I said like setting boundaries. I mentioned technology, limit social media, trying to focus majority of the time on social media is work related for 80% of the time while using it. It's like JSF marketing, things like that. And then uh, I put what else? There's a lot of things for my recovery. No, focusing on nourishing my body with, you know, nutritious foods that make me feel good from the inside out. Um, Like I mentioned, doing the 30-day no alcohol challenge. Um, Yeah, just I think that about getting out in nature, doing more activities. Like I haven't been paddle boarding here in Arizona in a while. And I'm like, gosh, I'm craving it. Like I want to go to the lake. It's been it's hot again. Oh, it's been hot. It's Ugh, summer. God. But I'm like waiting for it in September. It will start to gradually cool down. So I want to do that. Even if it's going out by myself, like I'm totally fine with doing that. It's very like therapeutic for me being out on the water. I'm just such a water person. And then uh, like even this morning during my walk, I went out to nature at Popical Park. I went up, um, not really a hike, but there's like a hiking trail, kind of like a walking path. And so I did that just to be like in the desert and nature is just so such a great medicine and for me it's it's so powerful so yeah that's basically just the journaling reading daily to inspire reflects that goals give me structure and a plan to follow is really the game changer like I mentioned for me at this stage of my life uh, kind of moving into that next season that next chapter and just what do you want to accomplish how do you want to feel what's the type of person that you continue to try to evolve to be. And I think those are the most important questions I have for myself. Well, and just ask yourself, like, why you're doing a lot of the things you're doing, right? Like, if you are, like, following certain people or watching them, like, and it's not making you feel good and it's not bringing you any value, like, why are you doing Mm -hmm. it? Like, why are you hanging out with friends who you know, are negative and they're not Bring healthy. You down. Yeah. Why yeah. are you don't have to do or living, that? And it's fine if they're living a life that they are truly happy with, but it doesn't align with your values or what you, it, things can change. And so you have to recognize that and what's healthy for you and what makes you the happiest moving forward. And, and sometimes that means, um, setting a boundary with that well, they should, they should, they should, they should change. Like you right. should evolve and like, you're going to mm-hmm. want to do different stuff. And I guess what I'm saying is like, if you find yourself going through your weeks and your days, not ever doing things that are fun for you and things you like doing, what the hell is the point of all this anyway? Mm-hmm. If you, if I can't go, you know, uh, play basketball once in a while, if I can't, you know, work out here with these guys on Sunday, if I can't, you know, 
just sit and watch a movie I like, if I can't, you know, hang out and play with my dog a little bit more, what, what is the point of making all this money and like working super hard? Like, what the fuck is this about? If I'm not enjoying the day to day, right? That's what everything is. Yeah. We're, and I feel like we sometimes give up so much, but for what? Yeah. And it's, again, just taking that time and it's asking those hard questions. It can be very uncomfortable. Like some of the journaling I'm doing, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that was like an issue or that just somehow came out on paper and it like forces me to like really self-reflect. And I think it's, it, depending on what your technique is or what style your style is, but everything that I've read, the research on journaling is just very therapeutic for people. So that's why I keep talking about it because it's helped me. Um, and then this article will also link the precision nutrition article, but going back to the deep recovery, there's basically six, um, examples in there. And so like I had mentioned what I'm doing, but the six examples are like social, physical, existential, emotional, environmental, and mental for the deep recovery process yeah thanks for that you're welcome the end of the day like i think you just need to do things that make you feel good and that give you meaning and like a sense of purpose and obviously you have goals that you're working towards but i'm just not a fan of doing things that are going to cost you your health uh, across the board and i just feel we're in this rabbit hole and we just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and i say that because if you look at the statistics of the amount of people that are on prescription medications yeah. for depression and anxiety and the amount of people who are obese, the mm-hmm. amount of people who are overweight, the amount of people who are just merely unhappy. And it's crazy because we have so much awesome shit that we've never had before. We have so many luxuries, right? We have so many awesome things that like in, in inventions and technology and just access and resources to everything under the sun, yet our happiness level seems to not be like the highest that it's ever been right and i just think we find ourselves in a go ahead oh keep going i was just going it it made me think of when i screenshotted from linkedin that tiktok you know is dominating now on wall street and if you guys want to follow me on tiktok uh, i post on there i don't know what's so scary it's not just about prescription pills being addicted to that or um or alcohol drugs uh food addictions but the social media addictions because like in this article they're saying um so with over 1 billion users logging on the app per month every major u.s social media brand is trying to replicate the success of the video platform and um, basically analysts published a note this week arguing that tiktok exhibits some of the same attributes as a drug specifically linking it to the the app to crack cocaine and the algorithm is pushed the most viral content directly to the user delivering endorphin hits after hit. And they're basically saying like an, it's an extreme concern in the comparison of real crack epidemic that devastated communities and killed thousands. They're basically saying TikTok will, can kill anyone. It, it basically is so addictive. And I don't think, I mean, they're obviously it's not going to like, kill you but it's gonna can ruin your life 100 you know and it's just trying to be aware of that and i think of all the kids that have access to it and it's just so scary and to be honest with you like i don't get it man (laughs) 
Like, I'm sorry. I, I know it's an old as shit, but like we post on there and like I interact a little bit with the people who comment, but it's annoying. I, I don't get. I'm old, man. I don't no, get I'm, it. I'm not even on it. And I what was it? Was it social dilemma where they would say, like they don't even let their own kids use social media. Like these are the people who like created it. Like who were like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the person who like it's, made the like button at Facebook, or I'm the it's person. In the documentary. And they don't let their kids even use it. Mm-hmm. And they walk through like how it again. And again, I'm I'm part of it, obviously, and that's a lot of how you guys found me. So I'm super thankful. And I'm not trying to curse social media, but we are the addicts. Just even Google Cocomelon. I just heard um, a recent. Oh, I know Cocomelon. S- yeah, study how it's literally how they film it and how they create it. It's to to be to get kids addicted to it. And I was listening to this podcast, and they're the moms are saying like, I don't want my kid. <laughs> They're not watching Coco I mean, I mean, I've watched it here because Kobe's sitting here and watching like crazy. It's like a show where they teach is Coco is popular Coco Melon bad for kids, and it goes on the list here. Really, I had no idea. It just seems like a dumb like they're. I'm like, not a parent, but I just found that out today. They seem like little like weird like garbage pail kids, and they teach like these little life lessons in there, like wash your hands, tie your shoes, like this weird shit. That's crazy to me. Anyways, the point is, is like these things can swallow you up. And I know social is a huge part of it. And a lot of people, obviously, like I create stuff on there all day, but I post in ghosts and I don't take it personal and I'm an old man. So like I didn't grow up with social media and I don't get my validation from it. If you guys think I suck, like it is what it is. I know I'm a good person. I go, but if I was a a 12 year old girl or a 14 year old boy and I took everything at face value and like I took comments and likes like there were real things from people and I was watching all these things I don't have or watching what I'm supposed to be and people with airbrushing and CGI and doing all this shit like it can be a real a real gnarly place that's why I do you know let you guys go after this I do mention it often in here because I do think a lot of people get on the internet and they get lost on like the Instagram vortex or TikTok or YouTube whatever and you find yourself always comparing and wanting and wishing. And the fastest way to not appreciate what you have is always be like, you know, coveting and wishing for the things that you want to have in the future. And I think a lot of times if you just slow down and look at and appreciate all the things you have, you realize you, you probably already have enough. And you can work for stuff you want, but I just know it's it's a sickness, dude, because I've worked with a lot of young kids from real little kids to, I mean, people who are 25 years old who take like their validation from the social media internet world. And then obviously the, the comparisons that people draw to so-and-so's house and -and so-and-so's car and -and so-and-so's job. And they're having this much fun and they're doing this and just know a lot of that stuff is bullshit and it's fake and it's curated and it's not real. And if you're comparing your life to that, you'll always be fucking miserable because you're never going to, your normal life is never going to be as awesome as somebody's highlight reel. It is, isn't it? It's like watching a TV show. Like, nobody really takes a dump on a TV show. And we'll show. do another comparison episode because I did um, have one in the making that I want to do, too, for a future episode. Because I think it's always something that we'll all continue to struggle with. And it's we haven't done one in a while on it. But it's like it's not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody but shares. But I think people always need the reminders. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. You got to pee? 
Mm-hmm. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> um, Heather's got to pee, everybody. So, um, as always, you guys, if you want to check out the 34-day ab and core challenge, jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. Link's in the Instagram bio. Link is in the show notes. you got 14 days from right now. 34 days, 34 workouts, over 100 different exercises. You can join for a buck. Or if you're already in the app, it's free. Uh, and again, if you guys want a sample of Athletic Greens, hit me up. If you want a sample of the Beam CBD, hit me up. All the other podcast sponsors are in the show notes. If you are on Apple Podcasts and you like this, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. We'd appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, you can leave a five-star there as well. And I will link um, this article as well. If Heather sends it to me, I have it right here. I'll link this into the podcast show notes also if you guys want to go a little bit deeper dive than we rambled on here. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, it was great to be back. Awesome. Hopefully you find it helpful. If you like it, share it with a friend or family member and tag us in your post. Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. I'll probably be back rocking and rolling. What is it? September is going to be the end of this week here. Monica's out. Alex's out. I'm rolling solo. Um, I'll probably jump on here Friday and kick it with you guys. But if there's something you want to hear specifically, uh, hit me up. Otherwise, we've got a ton of stuff in the queue. And we'll be bringing some of my fitness friends back on here real shortly because it's been a while and i got to play some catch up before we reach episode 500 which we're getting super super close here so thank you guys as always i appreciate you and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to we'll talk to you soon peace